Good morning. This is Sean bringing you the Daily Skew, a summary of the best opinions from the left, right, and center in under seven minutes. It is Monday, June 18th, and I'm broadcasting from Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire. Today, we will discuss the following stories. Number one, happy Father's Day. Number two, Roger Stone, collusion or setup. And number three, discriminating admissions criteria. First, issue number one, happy Father's Day. The celebration of Father's Day on Sunday sparked a conversation about what it means to be a man and a father in contemporary American society. Here's what the left is saying. For many, Father's Day conjures cheerful images of barbecues and bear hugs. However, we must remember that there are many families who find themselves in far more complicated and often far less fortunate circumstances. Consider the following three cases. First, in Quartz, David Kaufman writes how, as a gay black father to two white children, he fears the suspicion and potential challenge to his parentage that his non-traditional family may elicit from his fellow New Yorkers, and most unnervingly, the police. Second, in Crooks and Liars, Aliza Worthington implores us not to forget Marco Antonio Munoz, a Honduran immigrant who committed suicide after being forcibly separated from his family while trying to cross into the U.S. Finally, in the Huffington Post, Liat Olenek and Abby Loomis recount the story of two young boys whose undocumented father was unable to come home to the U.S. after leaving the country to try to normalize his immigration status. Father's Day is a day to celebrate, but please keep in mind that there are many families who are struggling, often at the hands of institutionalized discrimination and inequality. Here's what the right is saying. We are facing a crisis of family, fatherhood, and manhood. Between 1960 and 2016, the percentage of children living in two-parent households in the U.S. decreased from 88% to 69%. The consequences of this shift are disturbing. Fatherless homes produce 71% of high school dropouts, 70% of juvenile delinquents, and 63% of youth suicides. The list goes on to include elevated rates of behavioral disorders, aggression, incarceration, and overall achievement. The causes of this crisis are manifold. Chief among them are fewer job opportunities available for low-skilled men and the weakening of traditional community organizations, especially faith-based organizations. Another important cause is our culture's assault on manhood. Today, men are either labeled toxic, where they are portrayed on TV as cases of arrested development, beer-swilling, barely literate frat boys. There are bad men out there, and many have rightfully been exposed for their immoral acts. However, there are many more good men and fathers who show up day after day to do their best. Let's give them the thanks they deserve. Next, issue number two, Roger Stone, collusion or setup. Details emerged about Trump advisor Roger Stone's May 2016 meeting with Henry Greenberg, a Russian national who offered dirt on Hillary Clinton in exchange for $2 million. Here's what the left is saying. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's a lot of smoke. All of a sudden, Trump advisor Roger Stone has recalled meeting Henry Greenberg, a Russian national who offered dirt on Hillary Clinton in exchange for $2 million. Perhaps Stone has a failing memory, or perhaps he spoke with so many Russian nationals during the campaign that they all sort of blend together. In either case, the evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia is mounting. Understandably, Republicans are trying to cast aspersions on the investigation and call for its end because they are asking the same question. If high-level members of the campaign were meeting with the likes of Henry Greenberg, what else were they doing? The American people have a right to know. The Mueller investigation must continue. Here's what the right is saying. Democrats accusing the Trump campaign of collusion with Russia must answer an important question. Was Henry Greenberg acting as an FBI informant when he offered the Trump campaign dirt on Hillary Clinton? For the record, Stone states that he, quote, swiftly rejected the offer. While this may sound conspiratorial, the recently released DOJ Inspector General's report found evidence of such severe misconduct and political bias in the FBI that this possibility must be taken seriously. Recall top FBI agent Peter Strzok's texts vowing to, quote, stop candidate Trump from becoming president. 
Just as the Democrats argue that we must know if there was collusion, we must also know if the highest law enforcement agency in the land is itself acting lawfully. At the very least, the FBI must account for the significant amount of resources that it dedicated to investigating the Trump campaign. Finally, discriminating admissions criteria. The Students for Fair Admissions is suing Harvard, claiming that newly released records show a policy of systematic discrimination against Asian American applicants to the university. Here's what the left is saying. Harvard University's commitment to champion diversity should be applauded. The current lawsuit before the university should not. Edward Blum, the activist behind the Students for Fair Admissions, is exploiting Harvard to challenge a previous ruling that upheld affirmative action in college admissions at the University of Texas at Austin. However, the evidence that Harvard discriminates against highly qualified Asian American applicants by systematically assigning them low scores for subjective qualification, such as positive personality, likability, courage, kindness, and being widely respected, in spite of the fact that on average alumni interviewers assign them much higher scores, is highly troubling and smacks of the university's 1920s era Jewish quota. Affirmative action is positive for disadvantaged individuals and society as a whole. Harvard must not provide ammunition to those who want to dismantle the policy and undo decades of progress. Here's what the right is saying. The lawsuit against Harvard has put affirmative action advocates in a difficult position. On one hand, they champion policies that privilege members of certain groups, such as African Americans and Latinos, to correct for the intergenerational effects of past injustice. On the other hand, they decry policies that unfairly restrict those same groups. White Americans, they argue, benefit from the status quo and do not deserve extra help. But what do they make of Asian Americans? Asian Americans have also faced historical injustice and discrimination, but they have enjoyed so much success that universities like Harvard must artificially hold them back. This seems wrong, but is it more wrong than holding back a similarly gifted white applicant? If these questions make you uncomfortable, it is because they reveal affirmative action for what it is, racial discrimination. We must strive to make the U.S. the land of opportunity that for too long it was not. But as the Harvard case lays bare, affirmative action is not the way to do it. And that's all for The Daily Skew. Our mission is to bridge the ideological and political divide with understanding and constructive dialogue. Please help us do so by spreading the word. Thank you and see you tomorrow.